Thank you so much for joining us for our 10th episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Uh, Random shit. We've really wanted to do this for years. We've talked about it. We've had different names. We've made the Facebook pages and never done anything with it. So yeah, thank you for joining us because now we are here. And I'm here with my gorgeous husband on our 10-year wedding anniversary. That's right. It is our anniversary today, isn't it? I am Jamie. I'm Mark. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And we are happy to report that our house is still here. The yeah, hurricane it, did not blow us away. Uh, fortunately, it took a sharp right-hand turn. Yes. And my grandmother is quite happy that my house and everything that I own and my livelihood hasn't blown to the winds and I don't live in the waters yes. of the Gulf of Mexico. We are very fortunate. Some people got some major impacts, some major damage. Rest in peace, Daytona Speedway. <laughs> Daytona thing, Speedway is like halfway flooded. They might as well turn <laughs> that Daytona or NASCAR into boat races down there. Just bring some alligators out there and alligators. go for it. Um, at any rate, here we are, uh, and it is Thursday as we re- as we record this. Uh, we just had the opportunity, I know, shame on us, we have a wrestling podcast, but we just had the opportunity to finish up Raw. We just had one of those weeks where we were like, nah, can't commit to the three hours right now. Yeah, I had to, I had to <laughs> Gotta be bring honest. a bunch of stuff inside from outside so it didn't exactly. away, and then we it, nothing happened. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. It Which was, is great. You know, we're fortunate. Rather be prepared than unprepared and everything blow away. We've... We've been there. We've had the snowbird neighbors that left their generator and stuff and almost hitting no, our that house. Was, that was the, uh, that was a circular saw. Yeah. They had a circular saw and all kinds of stuff in their backyard, left it. Snowbirds. We just kindly went over there and said, we're going to move this so it doesn't uh, end up in the middle of our windows. But um, so anyways, we just finished Raw uh, and we were able to finish up Dynamite, which was last night. And... A uh, huge improvement uh, in my eyes compared to what last week wrestling put out. You talking about for in general, like overall, yeah, just in general, or? Raw and Dynamite. I think we're just absolutely amazing so far. I'm really looking forward to SmackDown and Rampage. Yeah, I know last week you were, weren't really feeling Dynamite. I think, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a different story last week for you personally. But, sure, uh, I had no problem with it. But Dynamite tonight, or tonight, last night was uh, definitely better. It was not, good. Not that it was bad last week, but it just was, it, it kept my attention. Yeah. Uh, and it Same was with very Raw. Exciting. Raw too. Yeah. Raw was really good. Yeah. There Raw was one was or really two good. things about Raw. It's just like, eh, okay. But, you know. Uh, I think the main thing that I've been talking about that's been kind of just a lot in Raw lately is just somebody comes out, uh, confronts somebody else, and then they instantly have a match. And it's like this huge thing in wrestling right now because Dynamite must have done it two or three times last night too. So there's a lot of that back and forth of, you know, they don't really give you a card. You get like one match and then you get to the actual product and you're like, oh shit, there's like four matches tonight. So it's kind of cool. Um, and that's how we started off Raw was with uh, Bianca Belair, Asuka, Alexa Bliss. They were all out there kind of talking. And then, of course, Damage Control kind of came out and had a few words to say back and Which forth. They're trying you know. to set up more rivalry between the two of them and lead up to Extreme Rules. Which is cool because they got Bailey and... Um, Bianca Belair yep. fighting in Extreme Rules. Yep. So they basically came out, talked back and forth, and decided that it was going to be a good idea to do a ladder match at Extreme Rules, which a women's ladder match, wow. Especially a one, one so v one. Cool. I don't remember the last time we've seen a 1v1 ladder match, let alone a women's one. Yeah, I'm really we- excited. I think they picked the two phenomenal people to be a part of this. I cannot wait to see what... Bianca Belair is going to do. She's right. just on a roll lately. And on top of that, you also have the Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Yes. Uh, Extreme Rules match. Yeah. Which is another one ver- one v one. Yeah. So uh, they're really giving women match. some some uh, 
decent matches at the pay-per-view. Right. Which is great. So that that happened. And then basically, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Bianca Belair called out Io Sky. I believe so. Yeah, I think it was one of those like, uh, we don't have to wait till Extreme Rules. Of course. You know, we'll do like, it now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then they're like, well, I'll just beat the shit out of your homegirl here. Yeah. Who, of course, Although happened to be in ring gear. I might be, be confusing that with uh, the debut of... Of a certain individual that comes later. Yes. Uh, so it they again had, happens. Th- th- I think I just, just described <laughs> that interaction after yeah, their it's match. Possible. So. so that happened. We got Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. Right. And I think that was a phenomenal way to open up Raw. It was good. It was a really good match. Both yeah. uh, Bianca Belair, of course, she's a, uh, prof- I guess, professional power lifter, competitive power lifter. I'm yeah. not sure. I know she's a power lifter. Yeah. But she's a monster of a human being in the gym. Like, in all honesty, like, even you could see. She when they had a top rope spot, she like her arms were massive. Just oh yeah, just, she's got huge biceps. She's she's she amazingly lift. strong, and yep. she showcased that. Uh, and Io Sky again shows why they pulled her up from NXT. She's oh, yeah. an amazing performer. She's very she's quick. quick. Yeah, she's, she's got the top rope capability. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, lo- I love her style, and I, I I love watching her wrestle. I, I'm not 100 percent sold on uh, uh, Dakota. Dakota. But I just haven't seen a lot of her. But all everything I've seen of Eo Sky, really good. Am I getting that right? Eo Sky, Dakota Kai, Eo Dakota Sky. Kai. Okay, right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what if, they were thinking with that one. If I had to criticize that at all, it's one hundred percent that the similarities between yeah, those two. Even uh, Becky, fuck that up, or not Becky? Um, Bailey. Bailey. Even Bailey messed that one up, and she was like, "Sorry, yeah." You know what I meant. Quit messing with me. Um, so yeah, that was a really fun way to start it off again, giving the women, uh, decent matches, but also letting them start it off. And what I really liked too, was it wasn't quick. It wasn't a five minute match. No, it probably it went for, match. you know, 15, 20, 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd say about solid 20 minutes. Yeah. Every time you thought that was it, it would just keep going. Mm-hmm. So it was really, they gave them the time that they really deserved, which right. I really appreciated. Uh, that bled into after that match, Rey Mysterio. And of course, Bianca Belair got the win there, obviously. Um, you're not going to have your, your Raw Women's Champion get a loss by EO Sky. What, Who two, is a champion weeks? in her own right, but yes. Yeah, right, but two, three, two or three weeks before the pay-per-view. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, it was just a push for Bianca. But Absolutely. after that, we had, a, we had a promo between Rey Mysterio uh, about how Rhea Ripley is basically just, you know, just more more fuel to this whole father-son rivalry, which they'll have a match that takes into account of everything later on. Uh but yeah, they're just keeping that fresh. Uh, we go into what was one of my favorites. <laughs> of course. Of, it's been continuing uh, to be one of our favorites uh, is the Miz promos. Miz was backstage with his new volley of security guards, which he dubbed the Miz Force, <laughs> telling them that whoever is able to bring <laughs> he who shall not be named down, he will give them $1 million. What do you say? A designer car? A cameo and career advice? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He said he's going to give him cam- a cameo in the next upcoming Marine movie. <laughs> Uh, as well as career advice, <laughs> which he claims is at at monetary value is unfathomable of how much. Of course, this is the Miz. The career advice yeah. would be, you know. Yeah, I mean? I mean, look how he's changed his life around. So. And instantly send them like, go, be gone, be gone. And the entire yeah. time they're in like they're in Edmonton, so they're they're in like the Oilers like showcase of all the players. Yep. And there's it's got like the case with like the old yeah, jerseys and it's got a guy and, like dressed up as a hockey player behind yeah, him you holding know the stick and holding the stick and so of course it's so obvious it's like that was it and then you look right. at him and you're like no that's clearly right so it goes a mannequin it goes to the next part which is going to be uh <laughs> seth rollins versus ray mysterio and i can't remember for the life of me how this got set up 
uh, in general. Yeah, I don't. You know, I really don't know either. But it doesn't really matter. Seth comes out. It's all out. just a lead up to Seth yeah. Rollins fighting Riddle. Seth comes Riddle. out and talks shit about Riddle. Tell him that he's, you know, Seth's, he, he, that's why he is the way he is and how how many acc- accolades he's had is because it doesn't matter what match he's in, Hell in the Cell, right. ladder match. He's not worried about this being an MMA-oriented right. match. Right, and, you know. Which, rightfully so and this he's, shows yeah. it this shows it because he has a a really good match with Rey Mysterio of course he gets the upper hand the majority of the time um to kind of tie in everything they brought out Dominic which was cool and he did the thing again where like hey he gets you know, down on his knee, chair, knees yeah. and you know hands Ray this this chair yeah. and he's like yo come on pop me pops and of course he won't you know no, no. but and then of course towards the end Rhea Ripley takes the advantage and pops uh Rey Mysterio with, um, yeah, Rey Mysterio yes. with uh, whatever her finisher is. I can't remember. Have you got it even typed up? You're gonna, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> um, oh, and then, well, whatever. And then Rollins was able to get him with the Peruvian necktie. Yeah, so he was get him with the Peruvian necktie, which is really cool. So he's that's his way of kind of showing he can do the submissions. He can kind of hang with Riddle. So cool. I, th- I do find it a little bit funny uh, that everybody started kind of like batting an eye at Rollins using the Peruvian necktie because that's uh, Thunder Rosa's finisher. Yeah. Like, Thunder Rosa has a license on it, and you're not allowed to right. use it. Like, oh, my God, that means just, I don't know. Nobody's ever used anybody's finisher before. It's it's worse than hockey stats. Yeah. <laughs> hockey stats are the worst. I'm like, well, the Boston Bruins have won seven of their last 14 games. They're like, what a weird stat. Like, yep. why 14? They always have them ready. Seven? Yeah, and they, they always do. And... and Excalibur has that. I but was just it's, about to say, yeah. It's, it's on a different level to where, you know, he didn't say, oh, well, they've wrestled 17 out of 22 times and three out of those 18 times. Mm-hmm. Just, but at the same time, people are so overanalyzing everything that every wrestler does. Like, yeah. oh, this like person used this her. person's move or right. this person, you know, mimic this person's, you uh-huh. know, they did the suck it right after they did it on, on Dynamite. Just It's so funny to watch people just... Analyze it, yeah, yeah, and just make up stories for this stuff, and because you got to admit there there are a lot of similarities. There are things that, of course, there's nothing original, you know. And we'll get to that. Dynamite literally felt like an episode of Raw. There were so many similarities, and I'm like, they've got to be watching the product. It makes sense, but it's in a good perspective. They're learning new things. They're doing things, and it's both ways. When when Michael Cole referenced the there was an incident backstage yeah. and now there's discipline like i know it's kind of a dig i know it's kind, it's kind of, of WWE. Cheek, like yeah, yeah but it's 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 nice to know that um everybody's watching everybody yeah. like we I all understand funny. i don't think whether, it has a jab whether way. you consider AEW competition to wwe or you consider AEW a viable option compared to wwe there's still stuff to learn from both sides because WWE can look at this small company and say, okay, they may not be on the scale we are, but they're able to take a portion of what we would want. Like, right. what are they doing that's making making other people go to that product exactly. on, on the one? Because I know, was it next week, the, uh, Rampage and SmackDown are going to be overlapping for one hour and people are losing their fucking minds over it. They're like, you know, it's going to be another fight for the fucking, for the Friday night yeah. ratings. And I, you know, pick your favorite. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch both of them. So you can go back and watch it. I mean, yeah, it's still available. It's still there. I don't think there's a bad promotion out there, and I think it's fun ever since Triple H took over. I think I think AEW has gotten better, honestly. Uh, yeah. They've, they've stepped they've up had their to. game. They really have had to because WWE has started to fix those those little things that have been yep. uh, a very big complaint on a lot of fans lately. Right. And it's been a gradual thing. Like, we just saw it with uh, Nikki Ash. She wrestled 
later on to, in, in Raw and ended up losing. And she's got her mask on in the corner crying, like kind of indicating that they're moving forward with her character and exactly. finally get rid of this superhero character. Right, exactly. Going back to who they, they were before. Right, Because right. obviously there, something was there before. You know, if all these people were in NXT or different promotions and WWE signed them, then obviously they had something. So it's like, right. why do you have to change them up so much? Why can't right. you let Pete Dunne be Pete Dunne? I know you always go back to that, but it's just, it's so weird. It was, yeah, that was like the one where it really cocked my head to was like, you had this character that everybody loved. Everybody like really got behind mm-hmm. and then you bring him into here and you, it's the same character, but it's like when you're playing Street Fighter yeah. and you pick Ryu and you don't get the white with the red, <laughs> you get like, the orange with the blue and you're like what the fuck garbage yeah. is this like you're in the arcade and you just want to play it you're, is the you're same fucking thing. Ryu and you're like why am I not Ryu and then you fight <laughs> Ryu for, for some reason the first stage and he's the white with red and you're like what the fuck is this why does he get to be white and red what I paid 25 fucking cents for this shit I'm going in an entirely different tangent anyways uh, understandable so though. Seth Rollins ends up taking the win of course you know, they further the storyline between uh, Dominic and the uh, Judgment Day yes um but then we go into a promo between Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley, and it was just kind of a continuation of what happened the week prior when he had a match against Seth Rollins for yeah. the championship. Bobby Lashley was pretty much like, hey, this is an MMA kind of match. You know, I, I of all people, would know that the, it's different when you're fighting in this type of match, in this type of uh, cage. You know, things are a lot different. So, you know, I pretty much can sympathize really with hype, how really this match Really kind of hype up Matt be. Riddle a little bit. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. One interesting thing I saw, though, or heard, was right at the end of his little, like, hey, good for you. Yeah. Go get him. Smash his head in. He looked at him and he said, but next time, don't you dare interfere with another one of my matches. And it was one of those ones where it was more of like just... Not him throwing weight around, but at the same time, you know, he's a champion. He don't want you to mess with his matches. Yeah, we're MMA bros, I, but I'm watching you. I instantly thought, <laughs> yeah, right. I instantly thought, like, damn, I would love to see those two wrestle. I don't know if they have. I don't know, like, the history between the two of them. But honest to God, with, like, their MMA style wrestling, with their, you know, ground and pound and everything they're able to do. Yeah. I would honestly love to fun. see those two wrestle. Because you have a giant man who's very powerful, but then you have this small, this, like, sleek slick and slender guy that would that would kind of be able to not be as easy to grab onto you right know? it would just i think it'd be a really good sure match. and i liked how they set it off to where he said that and then matt riddle instead of being that standard you know machismo asshole like well, fuck you like he was like man you're right i'm sorry i didn't mean to like sure kind mess of with your vibe a little bit. but at the same time didn't like apologize for doing what he was doing he said i was just trying to fuck with seth rollins right. it wasn't like a thing towards sure him. But again, I would love to see like a rivalry between those two for the United States Championship. Be yeah. honest with you, it would be great. And uh, uh, another great addition to Raw was getting the obvious cheap pop with Kevin Owens coming out in his great country of Canada. Canada. Uh, first, Alpha Academy came out with U.S. flags, and I don't think Mark caught on to what what was going on. Everybody. Oh was no, booing. I did. I 100 okay. percent. That's that's yeah. why I'm I'm sorry. Like I'm I I know America is probably like the 19th place that anybody would ever want to live on the earth right now <laughs> depending on your opinion on the political sure. you know situation in our in our country um but i got you know i was i'm a born born raised here in america so i mean i gotta be american you know as much as i love kevin owens and oh sure and uh and johnny gargano where's Jar- is gargano gargano is he gargano. um canadian i do not believe so well what the fuck but he was Anyways, there with ko and, it was good uh, i really liked how they they kind of leaned into 
the United States thing just a it little did. bit. Although I had to giggle. Um, they obviously only like had one flagpole because <laughs> they came out they came out with two American flags and one was on the pole with this like nice plastic golden Amer- or like eagle at the top and it was all nice and that's the one of course Chad Gable was was rocking and then Otis had what looked like the bottom half of it yeah like they broke it over like Otis's leg and then they zip tied the flag to the pole which would have been fine and you would have never noticed but they never cut the tails off the zip tie <laughs> so there was 9 inch of zip tie this black like thin strand <laughs> hanging off the top and bottom corner of the American flag as he's waving it around. And I just can't He had to imagine. walk right in front of the camera, too. So it was just right. so obvious. I just obvious. couldn't imagine the WWE and the production that they are. They don't have a fucking pair of side cutters anywhere but back there. But they couldn't there. buy two flagpoles? I mean, I, I, if Was it not in the budget? Probably. They probably just said flagpole, and they're like, well, this one works. And then yeah. like, we need two. Uh, Maybe they work. But it was just, half. just one of those things. It was funny. <laughs> So Alpha Academy comes out. And then, of course, Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens come out with the win. Uh, Again, they incorporate another feud, which is Austin Theory, who tries to hit Gargano with his case and just cannot, cannot, uh, can't connect with it. Can't connect at all. Just keeps missing. It's funny. I love it. It is funny. And I just every week I'm like, what are they doing with Austin Theory? Right. What's his overall plan? And to just kind of make more things fluent, there is also right after this all happens, um, after Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano get the win, they go to commercial, come back, and they have a promo between Austin Theory and Alpha Academy, which ends up setting up a match because they get a phone call from Braun Strowman, of all people. Yeah. And basically he says, I'm going to devour you, J- Chad Gable, next week. So yeah. there's a match between Chad Gable and Braun Strowman. Who looks scared shitless. Hey, Braun Strowman looks like he could put Chad Cable inside of him and yeah. still walk around. Otis is like, I got Johnny Gargano. Yeah. yeah he's like somehow, trying to pump up like Chad. And Chad's like, And then, yeah, he's nah. got Otis is, <laughs> is fighting uh, Johnny Gargano next week. So uh, he's all psyched. And, uh, after that, we also had another promo, AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Which, real quick, um, what I love about WWE lately is they like to put backstage stuff that like ties into the storyline so when they keep cutting to these backstage promos you can clearly see that the Miz bodyguards are like laid oh, out yeah. in the hallways it's super obvious and super funny like aj they, styles well, i think like trips too, like, over they, one he like, walks by and he looks down and sees there's a body just like crumpled yeah, on the ground i think and, he just laughs and he's just like yeah laughs and shakes his head and then <laughs> the the promo with i think it was I don't know, I think it was later on, same thing. It was, you know, there was more of them just laying on the ground everywhere. Yeah, so, so they, you knew they, the Miz bodyguards weren't looking it, good compared to Dexter. Oh, God, it's been, it's, oh, <laughs> it's it. so I funny. It. See it coming a mile away, but it still hacks out very well. So, yeah, AJ Styles is approached by Finn Balor. Finn Balor again, is like, hey. Again, he's really yeah. just, really well, trying they, to beat this the, dead horse. It, you know, fucking too Bullet sweet. Club, they hit up the too sweet. Or not, that wasn't there, but he's like, nah, I'm, AJ's like, nah, I'm good. I don't need your backup. Yeah, because he, he was having a match. Uh with Later on Sammy with Zane, Zane and Finn Balor approached him and was like, listen, you He's know, solo. we've been friends for a while. You know, Sammy Zane has solo Sko in his corner. Like I've got the judgment day and I have your back if you want me to. And AJ just typical lately was just like, I'm good. I really don't want anything to do with that, but you know, appreciate it. So you right. knew that was going to tie in later right. um, as it set up for almost uh, versus the two squash. Oh, God, yeah, you knew. 
They, I don't know why it's every week they've been putting almost doing squash matches again. It's not, it's not like necessary. We, and they and they do this shot like they have a GoPro around his ankles. Yeah, they try what to make that? him. I think they try to make him a lot bigger than what he. I mean, not that he's not a That's massive just dude. That's absolutely unnecessary. But they do this thing where they shoot him from like his belt buckle up, <laughs> so he does look like this massive creature. Yeah. But then you zoom out and it's like, all right, yeah, guy's like <laughs> seven foot something. But I mean, it, he's not this giant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he just absolutely smashes two probably local talents. Yep. And pins them, stacks them on top of each other, and that's the end of that. And that's I don't the know, end of that. I don't know why we're doing this with almost again. Like well, we established. Either. I guess this he's staying relevant. Is he? Like he just yeah. comes out with. Mm-hmm. He comes out with MVP, MVP, MVT, MVP yells stuff in the background. Yep. You can't hear got because they've strut. got the audio changed, so you can't hear anything. <laughs> so he just he just, you just sounds like he was going yeah. Yeah, 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 because you don't know what he's saying, and yep, unnecessary. He comes out, uh, he smashes dudes, and th- we that's just it. move on to the Miz in the back. Um, he's looking around and he sees that all of his Miz Force, Miz Force are on the ground, piled up like Wardlow was just back there, and Miz is all, "Oh no, this isn't good." And then, of course, the Oilers guy in the back no longer is the mannequin anymore. You look and you see them baby blues, and you know. Miz stands there for way too long before he turns around and gets uh, hit Lomas over the back him. with the hockey stick. Oh, that's right. He hit him in the back, and then he's he was on all fours. He cracked a hockey stick over his back, yep. and then he put him in a, uh, I believe, a sleeper hold. Yeah, he put a him triangle. in a sleeper hold. He passed out. Dexter <laughs> moved his arm, and Miz's head fell. Like sold Miz it so sold well. it. Saw so what Dexter picked his head back up. Like, oh, sorry. And so uh, well. it was just fantastic. So I don't know what he did to the Miz. I mean, Miz it should looks probably like he talk really to somebody. Up on him. Uh, yeah, he was snuggling with him, but hopefully Miz got to go home because oh, he's sure kidnapped he him before. I'm sure he did. After uh, that, we had uh, we were talking about Nikki Ash. Her match was with uh, the return of Johnny Gargano's wife, Candice yes. LeRae. Miss Wrestling. Miss Wrestling. She's the <laughs> toxic pixie. Yes, is what they they okay. uh, they donned her as yeah. she came out. Um, and it was a match. Yeah, it was yeah. a match. She she uh, ended up. Beating Nikki Ash in relatively quick fashion. Yeah, and then it was again, good. like I said, we both Nick- hit a couple moves, and then yep. Nikki Ash did her thing, where it seems like she's done with the superhero gimmick, which is, or at least frustrated enough great. with it. You know, she can take her mask off. Yeah, but and you haven't even seen her tag partner do drop in. I don't know how long. I don't even know. Uh, Judgment Day, typical the, has to do this <laughs> weird promo that every week I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling this. They're like, I swear to God, they're like the jocks <laughs> in the back. <laughs> of high school just like hanging out and even like the only thing joker the only and... note i even put for this promo was the ending when they you know <laughs> damian priest is like get the fuck out of here and like pushes away the interviewer and as the camera is going to the next segment like panning or not panning but like fading you all you hear is damian priest look at finn balor and go yeah we're pretty badass aren't we just <laughs> Not really what? suck the wind out of everything. I just... I, <laughs> no one says that. Like, I, I look at Damian Priest, and, like, he has everything that I you would think I would love in a wrestler. He's big. He's muscular. He has just a massive move moveset. He basically, like, copied The Undertaker's moveset and just exchanged a couple of things. Like, he has every... He's got that dark persona. He's got, like, yeah. a mohawk with, with dreads. Like, yeah, he would fit in... Yeah, he would fit in with that... With 12-year-old... WWF fan Mark. Sure. You know, I would be 
gaga for this dude. And every time he talks, I'm just all I can think of is this dude hangs out at 98 Rock Fest <laughs> in in the middle of July. He in gets free Florida. tickets too. He, he, wins he, he works radio. for the goddamn radio station, <laughs> but that's like he's he's been an entry level like radio DJ for fucking years because he keeps just fucking up and partying too much, and I yeah. just can't get behind that guy because yeah. I'm just like I don't want to know you. Yeah, but I want to know you because you look cool. And yeah. but then I get I like, so way oh, too much Godsmack. Way too much. Uh, oh God, what was skillet? Sure. Skillet. The intro is just so like new metally. Every time the singing happens, I'm like, why do they have to do the singing in the Judgment Day intro? Everybody has singing in wrestling. The edge now. too. We're on this day. Like, oh my oh, god. Kind of. That song gets <laughs> stuck in my head so bad, and now you just sang it now for the next three weeks. Every time I'm like, Ugh. but the intro is it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. There's. There's so many there's so many songs in WWE that I like the intro to, but then the rest of the song was like Ooh. Seth Rollins. I just love his song. Oh God, it's great. So then we finally get AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn with Solo Sokoa in the corner. Of course, and AJ Styles all by himself. Um, real quick, not to call you out, but what is Uh-oh. this note? Solo Sokoa hit the orange. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, know what I saw that is. orange and I was like, "Oh, okay, dynamite." Oh, it's the you know, uh, AW. Uh, oh, oh my god, I can't remember what the name of the move is now. <laughs> it's his. It's his finisher. It's like okay. Urange. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Orange. <laughs> Autocorrect. Urange. That's the only. Okay, so breaking down the fourth wall, Sorry, we're already guys. hitting almost a half an hour. We haven't gotten through raw yet. Uh, I bought a. Or I didn't buy. It. I got gifted this Macintosh computer. Thank you, Aunt Robin. Yes, um, my aunt Robin pulled it out, set it up, and said, like "I hate it. it." Put it in a box and was like, "Here, Mark." Yeah, so I finally got it set up. So it's like brand new. It's never seen human error. So I every time I type anything, especially with wrestling, my God, I'll go That's back. I understand? Oh God! I mean, you saw those notes I t- I typed uh, the other day that I had to replace. Mm-hmm. It Very was, didn't even make any sense. Get G I T. Get. <laughs> so, anyways, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn. Um, it was a good, solid match back really and forth. It really was. I mean, you don't expect anything less between the two of them. Absolutely. Uh, and Sami Zayn is too over not to win this one, though. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, you had Solo Sikoa out there, and he was able to hit his finisher on AJ Styles on the outside on the right, apron. the orange. And rolled him in. I'm uh-huh. not even acknowledging you. <laughs> and and uh, the uh, Sami Zayn got the hell of a kick. I th- I, this entire time, I thought it was the Beluga kick. <laughs> that sounds way cooler. And then it's it's the Haluva yeah, it was, and it's just like like the he, like hell of a good hell cheese. A, yeah, <laughs> do you think he's just a hell of a good cheese fan? Yes, that shit's good. If you guys haven't tried hell of a good, I'm not trying to like. I mean, I have to hell we of are a good. not sponsored. If you want to, send me some cheese, bro. If you want to, if any coffee brands want to sponsor us, we'd be happy to promote your stuff. One of my first memories of being young was getting constipated by eating cheese ends at my dad's house. Oh man, you've told me this story before. It was bad. Cheese is so good. Cheese is good, but not good for you. It's not good it for you. <laughs> it hates me, but I love it. So AJ Styles wins. Uh, it I'm sorry, ties no, back Sammy in. Zay- Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. Sorry. And <laughs> it ties right back into Judgment Day uh, coming out. Judgment Day never has their own agenda. They only attack people that aren't again aren't with them. 
That's all. That's their entire agenda. They yeah. acted like if you're not with them, you're against them. So and that's right. it. If you're against them, then that's it. That's the only storyline they have. So they felt felt relevant enough to interfere in another match, which was this one, and attacked AJ Styles. And Finn had him all set up with his head, you know, lodged in between the uh, chair. Classic. I'm and, gonna end your career, chair. Yeah, style. and set it up like he was gonna like really hurt AJ Styles. And in the most awkward fashion, leans in and is like, I could end you, but, but I, won't. I won't. Why? And then they go to commercial. Why? Uh, <laughs> that leads into a promo between Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Damage Control. And basically, it was just more uh, promos to set up more matches for yep. Candice LeRae. And she's going to fight Dakota Kai next yep. week. On the three good Raw. baddies, you know, yeah. Bianca, Asuka, the Alexa. Heels, heels against the faces. They're all in the back. Which is very familiar to what AEW yes. did this week too yeah so they're on the back and they're all like yeah because we're going to stand up against this wall and have a conversation after raw and they're talking and candace LeRae comes by with her suitcase and is like oh hey and like she's going to keep walking by and then was like well actually and like sits there and talks to them for a second and that just sets up damage control coming out and that set up uh candace LeRae and uh dakota kai right who are like right. Similar builds, similar people. Right. If you put brown wigs on the two of them, I probably couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, we get that next week, which will be fun. And then um, your boy rounds out the night. Damian Priest. Oh, Damian Priest. I thought you were talking about Matt Riddle. To fight Matt Riddle, which was like the clash of like the two polar opposites. You again had this like guy in like the trip pants and like the tight black corset. I'm not going to lie. The, I, the I don't remember purple. a lot of this match because I was falling asleep. Mark so was, was literally good. falling asleep. And the whole time I was like, wow, this is good. Like Matt Riddle and Damian Priest had some really good back and forths that kind of reminded me of like what the Young Bucks have been doing in the tag team matches when they used to wrestle. Right. Um, where there's a lot of back and forths of I go to do a move and, you know, I dodge it, so on and so forth. And they had like that 15, 20 seconds where they went back and forth. And I looked over at Mark and was like, that was phenomenal back and forth. And you looked at me I was sleeping. in a glazed eye. There was like one or two times she <laughs> she said like, wow, did you see that? And I woke up I'm like, what? That was dope. Oh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <clears throat> so um, as you would suspect, uh, it's setting both of these guys up, obviously, for different things. Matt Riddle ends up getting the win. Um, Judgment Day comes out and attacks Riddle. Okay. Surprise. Uh, and then, you know, on this day, fucking Edge comes out with his just... <sighs> he just aged so poorly. He looks like an extra <laughs> from one of the Blade movies. Tales from the Crypt? Tales from the Crypt. No, he, he honest to God, he looks like one of the... <laughs> One of the like cannon fodder vampires that would get killed by okay. a blade. You know, you know, he busts down the door of a, a crack house and it's you know yeah. six vampires feeding on a on a body and he's like vampire too that like <laughs> snarls and with blade that just, shirt he's wearing. Yeah, and blade <laughs> just like slices his head off in an instant. Like that's all you see of Edge. Like that's exactly what he looks like. He looks like an he looks like a dude that's watched the Lost Boys way too way much. Way too and much. He's way yes, too into he's it. Committed. And it's been forty fucking years. Has it been forty years since that movie came out? Yeah, something like that. 35. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like he's like he's still the president of the Lost Boys fan club. 
I don't know. I just I the minute I can't get into the, it. In the debut, can we just talk about his debut? If you Trash. have not seen his debut, I can't remember what pay per view it was. Survivor Series. I think, I it think was you're Trips right. First, the, well, was, the whole thing was Survivor oh. Series. I think we've talked about this before. Survivor Series got the great idea of we're gonna have this pay per view happen, and you're not gonna be able to see like the mega. The, like the Titantron. Well, it was. It, You're they, not going to see it. They packed so many people in that they they the Titantron was like wedged between two stands, so you yeah. could see three quarters of it if you were looking directly down the line. And Which the also the angle of the camera never did. And, and also the the pathway was probably about oops was about a quarter of a mile, and it was and zigzag. Zigzag. <laughs> so but, when 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 people's music and stuff would play like you didn't know what was going on but okay they waited until later in the night to bring edge out so at least it was dark straight up had him just walking down a flaming pair of like aluminum (laughs) stairs they just like rolled in and put edge on like something was in the backyard of home assassa (laughs) that randy used to wrestle at and they just doused a set of wood and uh steel stairs on fire Barely, barely though. It was just—it <laughs> wasn't even I, a good fire. And he like came. It was—it was like this, this, this contraption with stairs, and you just see Edge pop up like from this this thing in the bottom, and he goes <laughs> like he looks like a fucking vampire, and then flames and oh my god, I just can't get behind it. It was I, so lame. And what's weird is that he, what we heard was that Edge and his left hair. his hair, oh, just his face. Everything. It's just not good. He didn't age well. Christian aged so much better, but that's beyond the point. Um, the whole thing with Edge was that he was supposed to have left the Judgment Day because they were doing some type of like supernatural gimmick, and they still <laughs> haven't done that. Like what? But then, but then we Ed- never acknowledged that that was supposed to happen, and then just didn't happen. But then Edge comes out looking like fucking uh, what a New Age? No, I said New Age Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, rated R superstar. They have him come back as like a different gimmick of himself. Like, what is he, Chris Jericho? We leave know. for a week and we come back and we're somebody else, you know? No, we're... he's on a daily basis, that <laughs> asshole. It's just, uh, I'm a wizard. I'm a lionheart. <laughs> he's the Ocho now. The Ocho. Which I guess that's the end of that. So we can just roll right into well, actually, what's going to be happening on SmackDown and then we'll talk about the Ocho. So on SmackDown, we're going to have Bailey versus Shotzi, which is, uh, Kind of like fell to the to the waywards because she came out what last week and stopped Bailey from doing yeah doing I think she the came beatings. out two weeks in a row yeah yeah and then set that up so I think that's just an introduction of Shotzi back into it. We also have Hit Row taking on Los Lotharios and Ricochet and Nightcap Moss who's taking on Sami Zayn and Sokoa and Tag Team Action. Uh, also with Extreme Rules coming up uh, so far the matches we have confirmed are Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match for the Raw. Super excited about that. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's title. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth Freakin' Rollins in a fight pit match, which we don't know what that is. That's basically an MMA fight. They only, uh, it's a cage with no doors, and the only way out is, or only way to win is to either DQ or submission, or, right? No, KO or KO. Ah. So you have to be completely knocked out or submitted. Uh, Matt Riddle's only been in one match. submission if I remember right. Was Matt Riddle not in two out of the three matches? There have only ever been three and I thought Matt Riddle was in two of them. I two ah, I will do the fact checking on that. We'll 
save that for next week. Uh, and then Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match, which was announced last Saturday, or last Thursday, last Thursday, last Friday on SmackDown. <laughs> uh, also, Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match, which was set up tonight uh, with Wong. As I'm doing my research, I see that there have been two fight pit matches, and I apologize, Matt Riddle was not the one that was in both. Timothy Thatcher was the one that was in both. So Matt Riddle fought Timothy Thatcher in one, and then uh, Chiampa fought right. Tommy Thatcher in the right, other right. one. So he was the one that was in both. But he's bo- he won both as well. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So Matt Riddle has been in a fight know. pit, but he has never won a fight pit. However, he has the most experience between him sure. and Seth Rollins. Clearly has the advantage on this one. So, um, so earlier we were talking about the Ocho, and that will lead perfectly into the beginning of Dynamite. So the beginning of Dynamite, to me, felt like the beginning of Raw last week. Or No, it was SmackDown. I apologize. It was SmackDown where it just went on and on and on and on and on. And it had, um, not that I didn't enjoy this, I actually enjoyed it. had this. Luigi Primo. Well, yeah, you had um, the bloodline come out, and it was the whole thing with Sami Zayn in the T-shirt, but it was just like this over-glorified, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, this like championship <laughs> thing, and then it cuts to Dynamite and Chris Jericho, the ultimate fucking, just, he just loves to sit there and poke and prod at WWE. He comes out, and he's like, hey, <laughs> Angelo Parker, tell them to uh, appreciate us. So he was like yelling, appreciate us. And oh, it was, it was just, good. God, it was good. Uh, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker are the best. So it had them and they were doing the whole, it was clearly just a poke at the bloodline and Roman Reigns. Um, they had this uh, championship celebration for the Ocho Chris Jericho, who's won his eighth title. World um, title. World title. Yep. So it had Luigi Primo and he's out there making a pizza for everybody. Making a pizza. Um, you know, of course, I'm yelling. I'm all excited. You moved my mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> For some reason, I'm picking up a lot of interference. Um, so a Luigi Abrimo was out there. And then Daniel Garcia, which they all are dressed in purple. They bright, all have the exact bright purple. Everybody. Same bright purple. And Daniel Garcia is out there. And Chris Jericho's like, hey, Daniel Garcia, I got you something. Like, I want you to have this. And it's like this, like, ornately wrapped package. Gives no idea what it is. Daniel Garcia opens it up. And it's like a purple matching bucket hat. It's like the hat that Scotty Too Hottie wore. Yes. He cut the top well, off. he didn't cut the, the top bucket hat. hat. It's a bucket hat. That's, well, that's what, what I said. Called. Yeah, it was a bucket hat, but it wasn't with the cutout Scotty Too Hottie. Gilligan Island the hair. bucket hat. <laughs> but it was a purple one. It matched perfectly. And Daniel Garcia just lost it. He took it. He crumpled it up. He threw it on the ground. Poor Luigi Primo gets just slobber knocked down again. You know, he didn't ask for that. He was just trying to make a pizza for the people. It was great. And he gets knocked out, him and his pizza dough, again. Uh, RJ City brought up a good point. If you freeze that dough, you could probably reuse it. <laughs> I don't so. know. No, that, I, the, I, I've heard the way that uh, that dough, that specific dough is made, uh, Luigi Primo's dough. Yeah. Uh, it's made out of uh, a silicone product. Okay. So Makes sense. It Makes never sense. goes bad. Yeah. It never goes good either, but it never goes bad. You why, can't cook it. My question is, why you do you You can cook think... on top of it, though. That's the one nice thing. Okay. It's like okay. an under... Just yeah. Why do you think Luigi Primo didn't want to share the pizza with the people? He told everybody, "You don't get no pizza." Because he was hired by the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society. He was. If there I were... had a business like uh, lunch 
at a park and a family of of, <laughs> of people walk up. I'm You're not going to be like, give them a slice. I mean, no, they're, they're there. They're not part of the part of the business, though. They had branded pizza when boxes we have the coffee the and wrestling pizza luncheon. You know, it's no only one's invited. Be, it's only going to be the coffee and wrestling. Just me, you, and Jake individuals Goff? and guests. And Eddie, and, you know, just yeah. the four of us. Yeah, and the representatives for hell of a good cheese. cheese. Like you know, yeah, whatever you, we got, I got you. Some, Maybe Folgers. Want it might not be. It might not be Domino's. It might not be Papa John's. I might yeah. get you some we'll hungry Howies. Little, we'll little Caesars. I like Little Caesars. Uh, hungry Howies is the Beverly Hills special. That's where we are. That's where we kind of all grew up. Hungry Howies thing. is when you get hungry a, like fifteen it. pizzas for like eight bucks. Well, back in the day, it used to be one topping for five bucks. Back so we'd all. Throw back in, in the day that everybody bought a pizza. Howie's we used were to be set. a buffet. Have you ever been to a pizza buffet? No, I've been to a KFC buffet though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How are you still alive? You still don't have salmonella from that? <laughs> they had one in Dinellan and they had one in uh, Spring Hill. The last time I had KFC, I there was like an inch of grease at the bottom of the bucket, and <laughs> so I'm not greasy. exaggerating. It was disgusting. I'll never eat there again. But if you want to sponsor us, you know, 100%. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll pretend like you're fucking We're KFC people. Why not? Um, so at any rate. Maybe yep. they should have ordered KFC for the Jericho pre- Championship Appreciation. <laughs> do, 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 a, do. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Very sports entertainment person. I agree. Person. So anyways, Luigi Primo, he didn't want to share the uh, pizza with the people. Uh, everybody told us we couldn't. They couldn't have a slice. Um uh, Anna Jay said he was, she was going to choke somebody out. She said she was going to choke everybody out. She's going to choke everybody out and that we couldn't have a slice. And then Chris Jericho came out and he said, no, you can't have a slice. Ty Conti said she 100% just got paid to eat pizza and hang out with her boyfriend. That's, I mean, that's a great gig. Uh, Daniel Garcia said something about, would you be entertained if I threw a pizza into the did. crowd? He did. Well, <laughs> reminded, he... Remember when Private Party, or no, it wasn't Private Party. I'm sorry. I'm talking WWE. The other Private Party, the WWE Private Party. Um, the street province. Right. Remember when they had to do what was it? Domino? No, it was Pizza Hut. It was Pizza Hut, and they had and they to, like, threw slices out to the yeah. crowd. <laughs> that was so stupid. I was really hoping you were going to reference uh, Breaking Bad when he threw the pizza on the roof. Yeah, that was good too. Because that was pretty much what it was like. He threw it, and it was like because <laughs> it landed. I don't even think it hit the crowd. I think it landed in the. Uh, the it didn't. It didn't outside the. Ring. That was the whole thing. He was trying to get. Thank everybody. God. Could you imagine that fucking A lawsuit? <laughs> Luigi Primo would never financially recover. No, from and, this. and I'm hoping he gets his revenge. But Daniel See, Garcia took I mean. it we out could on have, Luigi. We could have soundboard sounds like not. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie geez. got Jamie got really mad at me because it took me an extra twenty minutes to set up this recording. Twenty because I'm trying to enhance the podcast and I'm trying to have desktop audio accessible. It took an in hour in the podcast. I it's worth it because right there we haven't I even had, used it. I know because I haven't optimized it yet. Are you going to add in the the pizza? No, like, God, no. hitting the roof sound. No, God, no. I was going to add in some <laughs> uh, some uh, Joe Exotic sound bites. Oh God, I will not financially recover from this. <laughs> Moving on. Brian okay. Danielson. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel Garcia was like, I don't know. Everybody was like, you're a wrestler. You know, the whole thing with him, which is just phenomenal. And then, uh, yeah, Brian Danielson's music cut. And he came out and he was like, if you want to stay with the JAS, that's cool. If you want to join the Blackpool Combat Club, like, that's cool, too. Which, was that a invitation? Because that was what, a clear invitation. But William Regal has made it clear he would much rather Daniel Garcia be a uh, opponent of BCC because you need... Good. Thanks for the cell phone. No problem. Uh, you need good BCC opponents. Needs good opponents too. But train you need with. good people on your side too. And I think Daniel Garcia would make a phenomenal uh, person to join the BCC. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. No, I think it fits well. But either way, he's still on his side because uh, 
that just set up next week. Uh, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson are going to be facing Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. But before that happens, they Daniel Bryan and <laughs> Brian Danielson, I'm still fucking that up, had a mat with Matt Menard because they would not shut up against each yep. other. And here was where the raw aspect came in. Brian comes out in full gear. Everybody's He's dressed in the purple. You know, and of course he was like, hey, Tony Khan gave me my 15 minutes. Matt Menard, you look You're like you want it. You're my 15-minute man. And uh, it was Daddy Magic versus Brian Danielson. And at one point, Claudio literally came out and like took Cool Hand uh, Angelo Parker away well, like he, a child. He was interrupting the match. Yeah. And he was stopping it from being a clean match. And Claudio just came out, uppercutted him, threw him up on his shoulders, <laughs> and then just walked to the he back. He took off with him, and nobody ever heard from him again. I actually had to read about it because we looked away for a minute, and I came back, and Claudio was <laughs> just, just walking away, gorilla handling this man into the back. And I was like, oh, okay. It w- it didn't take that much of a, a genius to figure out what a, what had happened, though. Well, I can tell you that much. No, absolutely not. It was a good match. Uh, Brian everything Danielson this got the week, win. match wise, was really good. Like I didn't really have a lot of complaints about the quality of matches or even the quality of the promos or the quality. I mean, even though Raw had a couple of weird moments, and I know, I know you're not really feeling the Judgment Day. I'm kind of wishy washy with it, but it's there's not been a lot of. I, I don't know there, the the presentation on both Raw and. Or I'm sorry, WWE and AEW has been really, really good lately. It is and I sports hate saying this ever since Triple H took over WWE. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to be a hot take, and somebody's going to get mad at this. Eddie probably going to get mad at me about this. I'm sorry, bud. But ever since CM Punk and the Young Bucks had this whole, ever since the Brawl Out 2022, it really seems like. AEW has taken a step back and looked at what stock yeah. they have and there's looked at the talent that they've had for a while and said like we're really going to invest in these guys right and uh, this I think is a perfect example of that exactly was they made a big deal about MJF coming out MJF mm-hmm. is coming out next and then it was actually Wheeler Yuta um, he stormed the ring and he basically challenged MJF to a fight and we're actually going to get that next week on Dynamite yep that set up which is going to be awesome that uh I know they have history together. We were looking into it a little bit, but they have history on, in the indies. And I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's the one thing with AEW is a lot of, and even WWE, everybody, if you watch all these indie matches, I don't know if anybody watches, there's like Promo Joe, there's a couple of different um, YouTubes that put out videos of just uh, finishers of yeah. reversals, reversals of Oh My God moments. And we, we watch these, and you'll see Champa, you'll see Riddle, you'll see Dewdrop, you'll see Asuka. like Asuka, Athena, who was you know was Ember Moon. Like you'll see Swerve. all of these, yeah, you'll see all of these people back in the Indies, and they've all wrestled one another. And there's such like a rich history between everybody. It's it's sure. it's funny because you you look at all these stars and you think, oh, there's no way that they're all connected somehow. But then you start watching all these indie matches, and there's like there's even a match between Athena and Swerve Strickland. That was just, it was, it was great. great. Like reenact that. That was great. But you know, there's all this history and it slowly kind of bleeds into what there is now. And, and now it's come to a point where they're not afraid to like acknowledge that. Right. Even WWE starting to kind of dip their toe in it. They've referenced uh gorilla pro uh, and ROH a couple of times uh-huh. uh, on SmackDown and raw. Yep. Uh, but, Xavier Woods is a big one to reference. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, that's the cool thing is these people are our big fans. And we even read something the other day that said that Randy Orton called 
uh, who was it? FTR. Uh, Dax. Yeah. Called Dax and Cesaro after their match together and said it was phenomenal. Right. Like, you're keeping things interesting. And, like, to step back away from that, it's like, holy shit. Like, that's really something. Randy Orton is watching this product. He's watching these people he cares about. But he's watching this product. And it's insane. You know, a lot of these people, you know, uh, the acclaimed are winning the belts. And AW or WWE guys are like, congrats. So it's really cool that it's come to a point where, you know, they can acknowledge each other. They can acknowledge the fact that right, right. each have their own good perspectives and good things about them. And it's been fun to learn the backstories. And that was something that they really went over with um, Wheeler Yuta and, M- and MJF is that they've known each other from the Indies. So that this is going to be a cool match. And this is only MJF's, what, seventh match this year? Right. Yeah. This is only, yeah. This, Insane. Will, this will be his seventh. Um but yeah, it's going to be MJF versus Wheeler Yuta next week in uh, Washington, D.C., I believe, is where they're going to be next week. And actually where they were was in Philly, which is where Wheeler Yuta is from. Right, which is probably a shame that they didn't get to see Wheeler Yuta wrestle. I mean, I'm sure they wanted of course. to see him. Um, but that sets up, we now get to have MJF wrestle, so of course everyone's really excited about that. Of course that. they are. And we got to see the Ass Boys come out. Yep, they came out to support MJF. Yep. Uh, couldn't tell if Colton had shoes on or not. They're or, uh, very, very skin neutral. Very, very. That's <laughs> going to lead us into John Moxley taking on Juice Robinson for a world, a AEW World Heavyweight Championship Eliminator match. If Juice Correct. Robinson is able to pin or submit John Moxley, he would get a chance at the AEW World Championship. Yes. And he just recently has come into free agency status. Correct. Uh, and instantly went straight to AEW. It seems like a lot of people are doing that lately once you get into free agency status, which I'm not I'm not against. I love it. Yeah, come um, and flex your stuff and knock down the forbidden door with AEW, and he made his debut. Another um, two individuals that have a rich history together. Yeah, and it was, it was really fun. It was cool. I like how they set this up that, you know, th- they said that Juice Robinson, again, breaking down like the fourth wall, Juice Robinson has beaten John Moxley a few mm-hmm. times in the past, and that's why he's earned the right to have this eliminator match. So he had to win this match just to have a championship match against John right. Moxley. But as usual, per you know, per lately, he did not Juice come did through. Did not and come through, John and it was Moxley fun. It was pin. a good match. Um, but uh, during all after all that uh, happens. <laughs> Hangman Hang Adam Page runs down to the ring, runs down to the ring, jumps in the ring, and pretty much goes to- nose to nose with John Moxley, reminding everyone that they have a guaranteed match against one another uh, in just a few weeks. In I believe Cincinnati is that when they're doing they're doing it. Yep, they're doing a uh, dynamite on a Tuesday, and that's, that's right. when the two of them are facing off because Hangman never got his rematch. No, he didn't. No, he get which is weird because he never got his rematch. Right, but. It's changed hands numerous times, and it's back to the two. Crazy how that works. If it's you just, insane. If you just put your head down and work. Right. It's amazing how you'll get praised, rewarded, right. and acknowledged. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be happening in a couple weeks. But MJF did his, his typical thing of, guys, 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 you're basically just fighting each other to you know, lose because you're going to have to face me and I'm going to win. However, Wheeler, you to made sure that MJF didn't have much time to talk shit. Yeah. He and he came up and attacked up behind him. him and attacked him. Set, like, very old school more fuel on that fire. Yeah. Very old school wrestling to come out and just attack somebody from behind like that. So that was really fun and unexpected from Wheeler, Yuta. after that, we spent 15 minutes making sure we said, Soraya. <laughs> I had came. to go back and edit it. 
we had to edit it because her name's confusing. Soraya. Soraya. Uh, says that she's she's back. Uh, she has a boss that listens to her, and that she is going to be on the announce team for the night as Tony Storm faces Serena Deeb in what she decided was a good idea, and Tony Khan agreed a lumberjack match between the two women. Well, she also said that she's um, broken, but not. I don't want to say disabled. Something, but, said, but then yeah. never really elaborated on it. Yeah, never said what her injury was. I know she was suffering a neck injury, so... Yeah, but Baker made a mention of it. They've, ne- <laughs> But she also never really said anything about wrestling either, so... No, she did I'm not. I'm sure she's going to. Oh, I would hope so. I would so. only assume. I don't think she would just come on f- as an on-screen talent and that's it. Right. I don't think they would, that she wouldn't perform, but... Who knows? They might have just done that just to get hype up <laughs> on her. Just to get a name because CM Punk's not there. Yeah, um, right. So we basically had the heels versus the faces. We had Tony Storm with Willow and Athena on her side. And then. Uh, I couldn't find the list of everybody that was there, so I just went by memory. Okay, yeah. And then Burt Baker, Jamie Hader, Rebel, and. Well, I mean, Serena Deeb fought. Oh, and Penelope Ford was out there, too. Oh, yeah. Penelope Ford was out there, which was cool. Oh, and uh, Sky Blue. Yep, Sky Blue was there. Oh, um, Madison Rain. Madison Rain. That's yep. the other one I was. Missing. She was on the face side as well. So yeah, they had a lumberjack kind match. Kind of a five on five. It was kind of. It was honestly. It was fun. It was a fun way of having multiple women in a match without having all of the women fight at the same time versus each other or in odd mismatched tag teams. And within all the the fray of everything that was going on, uh, you ended up seeing Jamie Hader and Willow kind of take one on one action against each other, and eventually Willow chased. Uh, Jamie Hader to the back. Yeah, and, but uh, after that... Jamie Hader got massive amounts of... Uh... Oh, so many people were hyping her oh, up man. in the crowd. Everybody people was People were chanting her name. They were wanting Jamie Hader. And I think that's... Honest to God, I think that's what they, the direction they need to go is start pushing Jamie Hader. Yes. Well, Whether... they did say... Britt Baker did say that she has the next opportunity. So Serena Deeb did take the loss. And uh, Tony Storm will be facing Jamie Hader next. I don't know when, though. Um, I don't know uh, if they acknowledged when, but we I know, know Jamie it's coming. Hader's fighting uh, Willow on Rampage. That set that that set that match up for this Friday, right? Um, Which great, great. Love yeah. Willow. Her personality, her her athleticism, just everything about her is a great addition to AEW. Happy to see uh, Sky Blue coming out. I think mm-hmm. she's great. Penelope Ford, amazing. Good Use to see her this back. talent that you've had for a while. Right. Very happy about Soraya. I have to think about it. Uh, being a part of it, but really happy to see the people that have been around for a little bit being acknowledged finally. And can we just talk about that second rope avalanche pile driver that Very Tony unexpected. Storm hit to, <laughs> to end the match? It was a really good women's match. It really like, was. So, lumberjack I mean, aspect added a lot to it, but Serena Deeb and Tony Storm did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. wrestling. And she normally does that pile driver, and, and Serena Deeb kicked out, and I... Honest to God, thought, okay, well, that means Serena Deem's going to get this. And then she brought her up to the second rope and nailed her with a... I, I remember when pile drivers were, like, outlawed and people were like, you can't do that. That kills people. Right. And now we're watching two women do pile drivers off the second rope. Right. And it's just like, damn, this is... This is, like, ooh, forbidden, you know? I cringe every time it happens. I love it. I love pile yeah. drivers. They pile nailed drivers it. And, ba- and brain busters. When I was a kid, like, that shit used to get me hyped. <laughs> So it was. It, 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 like, it was really good. It was very gnarly. Fucking uh, Goldberg's jackknife. Uh, uh, the jackknife. I can't remember what the hell it is now. Where he would lift lift dudes up and just drive them. Yeah. In a, <laughs> little Mark would be like, wow. 
<laughs> I fucking love that shit. Little Mark. Um, Jackhammer pile driver. There we go. I okay, don't know why yeah. I couldn't remember that. I just no, said you're good, pile you're driver. Good, you're good. Um, then we cut to the back. And the acclaimed announced that next week on Dynamite, bring your signs. Bring your scissors. Bring your very large scissors. And bring your shirts. Because mm. it is National Scissoring Day. We and they will were be with scissoring. They were with Mr. Daddy Ass himself. We will definitely be scissoring. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod for updates on our scissoring. Get your minds out of the gutters, kids. I'm definitely talking about the acclaimed scissoring. Everyone. Loves I don't the have acclaimed. the parts to scissor. Um, th- <laughs> then Keith Lee came out. <laughs> we're just going to move right on from that. And he acknowledged the obvious that Mr. Daddy asked himself, cheated, <laughs> swerve. That's why Swerve wasn't there. He was just taking the day off, which in so all reality, a hurricane up, hit. Do you think they're setting up Billy Ass versus Keith Lee? Up into it. <laughs> I think that would be a great I'm match. Up into it. I mean, honest to God, Keith Lee's a big dude, and uh-huh. so is Daddy Ass. Oh, yeah. Daddy That'd Ass be, I think it would be a really good match. It'd be great. So let's see what happens. But Keith Lee was pretty much, he didn't even say anything about a rematch. He was just like, yeah, good luck. Right. Um, Basically and... telling him, like, if you didn't have daddy ass there, then you wouldn't have won those titles. So I it sounded like to me. can't argue with it. Can't argue with the logic. Still won it, though. Um, this part, I we have notes on. I don't remember seeing it. We had There was a couple of issues with our feed last night. Um, I guess Andrade was yelling at uh, Private Party and Butcher and the Blade, yelling at him, telling him to get their shit together. Uh, they ended up walking off uh, Jose and everybody and private party was left alone to stand there. And I guess Matt Hardy came up and told private party, get out of your contract and we'll do this thing. Right. Like we were supposed to, which is great because I mean, Matt Hardy and private party is just, I love that. When right. we first started watching AEW, I was like, that HFO. makes, this makes so much sense. Like seeing it, them I, do it, Matt and Jeff's moves, you know, like, right. Right. It was, <laughs> makes it a, lot was of a sense. shame to see the HFO turn to the AHFO and then Hardy got kicked out of it somehow because he's stupid enough to sell him 51% of his company. Yeah, like, and it was also Jeff could join, and then that didn't work out. So then yeah. Matt's just there, and everybody else is just there. It really kept and hitting wall after wall after yeah, wall. Yeah, but it really just didn't do anything for Private Party and The Butcher and The Blade, who mm-hmm. are two of my favorite tag teams in AEW. Right. So it just didn't do anything for them. It just buried them because it was all about Matt Hardy and Andrade. And right. the whole thing was weird to begin with. They were so. just the support characters. Yeah. So and um, Private Party got a little bit of a push because they had a good chunk of momentum going for a while. But it just felt like they were they just even, squashing. Yeah. It just felt like they lost all their steam all of a sudden. Yeah. Poor Isaiah got thrown by Keith Lee and he never came back. You know, like. And this might play into uh, Andrade tweeted right before we started recording. Hashtag free Idolo. Uh-huh. So a lot of people are speculating, of course, that he just wants out of AEW. Sure. Uh, but this could also be involved with this storyline. Sure. Uh, if you're a, if you've been paying attention to any of the dirt sheets lately, you know that there have been numerous reports of individuals' contract statuses and whether they want to be in a company or not, or this, that, and the other thing. And a lot of them have come out recently and have called out uh, these wrestling reporters that are just reporting the first rumor that comes across their desk from any type of remotely reliable source and claiming it as 100% truth. And this could be another one where it's just Idolo trying to play into his character. It could be him trying to get out of AEW. It could him just stirring the pot and throwing something out there, knowing that he's going to start trending number four on Twitter because he put 
people want to see if he's going to go to WWE next week. Yeah, he put this mysterious, you know, (laughs) thing, especially after all these reports of Buddy Matthews and and Malachi Black Mm. and WWE contacting Malachi Black and Swerve Strickland and FTR and all these rumors about everybody wanting to leave AEW because Triple H is in in control again. Or whoever's spouse is there. And and Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Right. That's that's the new trend Mm. on wrestling talk is who's leaving, who's leaving to go to Triple H. Yeah. 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 And it's just... It's all rumors. It sounds like a lot of it's just bullshit. Yeah. 100%. But what was great out of this was we are getting the Butcher and the Blade versus Private Party versus the Acclaimed. For the AEW Tag Team Championship. So excited about that on a Friday night. Can't wait. That's this Friday, right? Well, as we're recording this, this is Thursday, so that's tomorrow. No, it'll be next week. Next week uh, in October. That. October. That says 9.30, the acclaimed versus private right. party versus right. I can't even read <laughs> my own typed out notes. <laughs> oh, Too much coffee. We're obviously reading notes, and he, you wrote these. It says Too it right there. Um, yeah. And then Ricky Starks had his own squash match. He destroyed this poor boy. Uh, Eli, Eli Isom from uh, ROH. Uh, I don't know a lot about him, but he definitely looks like a, a decent wrestler. Sure. Uh, I, <laughs> poor guy he, said he'd do better next time. If you put these two next to each other and said, who do you think is going to win a fight between these two? I wouldn't, wouldn't pick Ricky. Wouldn't pick Ricky, but he was able to hit him <laughs> with that Rochambeau really quick after a Ricky's nice a little roll. spear. And, yeah, just building up more momentum. And I think it's going to be him and uh, and uh, Rick Hobbs. No. Rick. Rick Will. Hobbs. Will Hobbs. He's Rick. Ricky. He's Rick. Ricky. Uh, so, yeah. that's For what? Like at, a pa- at the pay-per-view? Full gear? I don't know. But they're so trying a while to, away. I just feel like they're trying to build Ricky up a little a little bit more. Maybe some type of stipulation match between the two would be fun. Could be. Could be. They don't do them very often, but between those two would be fun. Maybe well, they'll do a fight they've pit. Each, they've each got to win <laughs> over each other. They do. Let's like, you know, best two out of three. Fight pit. <laughs> fight pit. <laughs> and then to round off AEW Dynamite, we had Chris Jericho versus Bandito for and the ROH World Championship match. Before we even get into it, I just have to say... If you're going to watch one match out of this entire thing and you're going to spend, you know, 20 minutes just blasting through this whole thing and watch anything. It's a 100% the Luigi Primo Christian. <laughs> I, I would not have said this last week, but Chris Jericho versus Bandito. Watch it. Chris Jericho took every gnarly bump oh, yeah. that he could to sell Bandito. And Bandito had his mask on. With blood underneath it. Right. With you damn well knowing that he's probably got a broken nose. And just the two of them delivered one of the best dynamite matches that oh, I've yeah. watched in a really long time. Well, Bandito originally, when COVID happened, was supposed to face, if I remember right, Jonathan Gresham for right. the ROH World Cha- right, Championship. And, they couldn't do it. and then he ended up getting, uh, uh, Bandito right. ended up getting, getting COVID, not being able to get it. Yep. And then again, it got set up again. And for some reason, he wasn't able to participate in that match either. I don't remember it was his fault. So it's been one of those things where, because he lost that, he lost the title. Right. He's the one who gave up the title, and he never. Same thing like uh, Hangman. He never had his rematch. Yeah. For his and Chris acknowledged that. You know, he deserved this this championship match. And he even said he was one of the one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Yeah, he really is. It. He is. If you watch any of his matches, he performs tremendously i I love bandito i have not been able to see a lot of him but every time i've seen him wrestle it's it, he is balls to the wall the, the entire time absolutely 
Okay, so fact-checking everything, going back, Bandito was the 34th person to win the ROH World Championship, which they acknowledged last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he won it on July 11th, 2021. Okay. And then it ended up being vacated December 10th of 2021 because Bandito tested positive right, for COVID. Right, and he was supposed to defend it. Yes. Jonathan Gresham actually beat Jay Lethal for the vacant title. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> so that is kind of why, uh, that's exactly why Chris Jericho wanted so he never actually lost, to have that. He never actually lost his title. No, though. he had to give it up. Right. You know, which is fair. If you can't fight, you know, you got to give him the belt. Just put, making it in for him. you know, you, yeah, no, don't. We had enough. But, you yeah, know, give, a, give him the opportunity. Yeah, once this whole interim shit's done with AEW, it needs to fucking stop. This is just ridiculous. At any rate, we got Chris Jericho versus Bandito. Both men gave it their absolute, absolute all. Oh, it was great. Really enjoyed it. And then at the end of the match, after Chris Jericho won, he cut a promo telling everyone that he is going to completely destroy the legacy that is ROH, starting with the world title. He's going to beat all their champions. He's going to destroy all of their, their just the legacy of it. And he yes. said he's going to start, do everybody, including uh, you know the producers, the wrestlers, and the ring announcers, and turned to... What's his name? Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz. There Gave we go. Him a Judas and effect. Hit him like hit him once, and then cracked him with a Judas effect, mm-hmm. and just is completely trying to dishonor the ROH. Yes. Like he is like full bore, been going heel for like two and a half, three years, Which and is, is just fun. getting. You don't think it get any worse? He just keeps digging harder and harder. Yeah, it's and a it's fun great. concept. It's going to be one of those things that I think it might be a lead up to ROH becoming its own product, and. Tony Khan utilizing this as this is the ultimate villain. This is the man that is that is shitting all over the ROH legacy, which is near and dear to so many people that has developed so many wrestlers that fans have have, you know, dedicated their wrestling obsession to that. Ha- you know, there's a legacy behind ROH and Chris Jericho is doing the ultimate heel thing and shitting on that. Right. And he said he's going to start, you know, attacking every one of their champions, starting yep. with Brian Danielson. Yep. So he's going to. I don't remember when he's doing Brian Danielson against uh, Chris Jericho. I think he said something about Battle of the Belts. I might be wrong. Uh, it might be actually. It might be like October seventeenth or something. Yeah, that weird. I know he said the date was, Tuesday but I don't Dynamite. remember. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited what they're going to do with that because I don't know if All Brian Danielson's going to win. I can see I Chris can Jericho both ways. winning and continuing on, and then eventually dropping the title to somebody that's in ROH at the ROH at an ROH pay per view, which is a good thing for the belt like because some momentum for ROH. Yeah, because then it's like I beat Chris Jericho for this belt. Like I said, the ultimate villain, the ultimate bad guy, the biggest. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot of the ROH history, but like probably the biggest, like dishonorable person to have the title. Like it's a yeah. huge, like. This is Cole Cabana's time. ROH. Yeah, there you go. Like 100%. For real. He could be right. Like he, he, again, he's kept he his head down. He's, he's kept his... ROH. You know, he, he really could be. He was such a pivotal point in ROH. It would be fun to have somebody... You have to bring somebody classic CM like Punk. that. Punk. That's when he's going to come back. He's going like to come back and save ROH. Heel. Lord have mercy. Okay, We'll be lucky so if we that, even see CM Punk come back to AEW. I don't think we're going to see anything of CM Punk other than these random pictures of him. Yeah, well, yeah, because we just saw that random picture of uh, him with a fan, and it confirmed he does have an arm injury because his whole left arm tricep, was in a right? brace. Yeah, they say it's a tri- tricep, tricep, but the entire uh, brace was like his, <laughs> over his entire arm. Uh-huh. So who knows when he'll be back, if he'll be back, but if he's not, or if he's 
injured, I'm sure we won't see him back for another six months at the absolute nope. least if we see him back. Rumors of a possible buyout. See see what happens. Um, but what we do know is going to happen is Rampage, which again is tomorrow as far as uh, when we're recording this. Yeah. Um, so we we are getting that match, whether Mark likes it or not, with the acclaimed versus private party versus Why would Butcher I not like that blank. match? No, he I... said something about, no, it's October, but no. It's oh, the last yeah. day in, okay. in I see September. What you mean. I see what you mean. Um, then we got Lee Moriarty versus Fuego Del Sol. Where has Fuego been? Uh, apparently there. I don't know. He might have been on Dark a couple times. I haven't watched That's true. We have Dark not had or Elevation. Time. So Fuego Del Sol came out of nowhere. Uh, again, Jamie Hayter versus Willow Nightingale, which... That's the one I'm most excited wow. for. Wow, me too. Both women are fantastic. Um, I love how they announced it like this, that Hook shuts someone up. I, no, that was just the way I wrote it. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, yeah. Apparently Hook is on... If if you don't know, Rampage is already pre-recorded. We try to keep it spoiler-free uh, to date uh, here at Coffee and Wrestling. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be just before Rampage probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just saw that Hook shows up on Rampage. Yep. It didn't say who he nope. shuts up, but uh, apparently he shuts somebody up. And uh, with the main event is John Johnny Youngie, John Silver versus Roosh. Roosh, which that has which, been teased with uh, that entire faction against the Dark Order lately anyway. Yep. So it, I actually saw that uh, Roosh had the title before Bandito. The ROH championship? Yes. Really? Didn't, didn't know that. Know that. Actually, no, I did know that. I didn't know that, but I remember hearing that when uh, he debuted. Oh, okay. So there you go. That's that's awesome. Um, That's awesome. Now, uh, you you said you had said something. Apparently, Tony Khan has tried to get Bandito on AEW multiple times. Yeah, they said they tried to get him twice, and he said no. But it finally said yes. And there was pictures of Tony Khan and Bandito had to dangle that title in front of him. Yeah, apparently he had to dangle out the MJF money. But there's a picture of Roosh and uh, MJF, Roosh and Tony Khan hugging at the end of Dynamite. I don't know if I would want to hug that man. Who, Bandito or Tony Khan? <laughs> oh, you said Roosh. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm sorry. It was Bandito. Oh, 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 Bandito. Bandito hugging Tony Khan. My apologies. No, no, no. No, Roosh. I feel like I feel like Roosh is just so intense all the time. I feel oh, like he sure. like he would hug you and like throw Never you. Never stop. <laughs> he would throw you like a fucking sandbag. You just German <laughs> suplex your ass. Yep. Uh, and then actually Dynamite for the following week, uh, we have, of course, MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Darby Allen and Jay Lethal have challenged one another to a one v one. Jay Lethal, but just pretty much said, uh, "Fuck you know, you. you had that beef with Brody, and let's keep it going. So now I'm gonna start some beef with you because I'm fucking Jay Lethal, and I can do that. So that'll be fun." As well as we have Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Because why not? Because why not? See how uh, well Brian the Danielson sex gods. And I mean, Gar- do you not remember Sammy Guevara oh, and God. Chris Jericho? They are les sex gods. <laughs> That's like one of the original. I th- they didn't win the titles. No. no. You know what? No. You know who they never talk about when MJF and Chris Jericho had <laughs> had their oh the pinnacle. The no, original? just just the two of them before the pinnacle before all that. It was just the two of them, and they had like that. Um, they had like that musical segment. I thought that was when they were in the pinnacle at that point, or was I that think, the beginning? I of think it? that was the beginning of it. Hold on, because they were like a tag team. Okay, all of my hard work is going to finally pay off here. Yeah, the hour if, that we put ourselves behind. I, that we put ourselves ahead. Because whoever went back and heard this song again, this is from Chris Jericho and MJF. What does it say? Tony Award nominee. Oh, yeah. Me and my shadow. Me and my shadow. This was almost two years ago, by the way. This went fast. Like the wall, <laughs> sticks to the wall. Like the seashore clings to the sea. 
Oh my Mike, god. You'll never get rid of your this shadow. Is like... Cringy. Chris, you'll never get rid of me. I'm surprised they haven't, like, brought this up and referenced it. They never did. It just happened, and they were just like, yeah, it was Emmy or Tony Award nominee. Hold on, hold on, let it ride. Hold on, ready? I want to get copyrights Oh, too long. Okay, you just you talk over it, and then it's okay, but go back and watch it. Me and my shadow. Me and my shadow. The top comment says the fact that the New York Times acknowledged this in the best performance of 2020 list shows that wrestling has a beacon of light and his name is MJF. <laughs> That's great. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, go back and go watch and watch it. it almost two years you ago, but they never, it. ever, ever talk about that. No. Do you blame them? <laughs> yes. I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that, yeah, that. It's going to wrap up uh, AEW for the week. I think it's going to wrap uh, up everything here. NJPW dropped something that we're going to be interested in watching. and We'll be watching that tomorrow before uh, SmackDown and uh, Just Rampage. Just back to a one-hour Rampage. Back to it. Which, not too bad. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind a two-hour Rampage every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while is fine. But uh, NJPW uh, put out a pay-per-view... Pay-per-view... Free pay-per-view. Pay-per-view worthy event on monday go to their youtube uh it has they made a huge jab at wwe by saying did. if this you want to watch the... some real wrestling on a monday night and it started at eight yep so <laughs> uh the card is absolutely stacked okay so i have the card here it's uh njpw capital collision uh it starts off the dark match with nick camarado versus kevin knight then carl fredericks versus ren narita then a 10-man tag team match with Team Filthy of Danny Limelight, Joral Nelson, J.R. Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler against David Finley, Fred Rosser, Tangalonga, Tangaloa, the DKC, and Yuya... Oh my god, I don't know how to say that name. Figure Umura, it out. I believe Yuya Umura. Umura. Uh, there was a sing- singles match between Chase Owens and the Great Okan. I mean, I, there, I could, there was a match between Brody, Brody King, King and Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki. Uh, Tommy Hiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. You had Hikuluo. Uh, and Jay White uh, versus Leo Chaos. Versus Jay White versus Kazuchoka. I can't uh, Okada talk. versus Rocky Ro- Romero. Rocky Romero. Um, and then you had an IWGP United States Heavyweight t- title match between Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, John Moxley, and Will Ospreay. Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean... Come on, I mean, The only other one I didn't say was, like I said, the eight-man tag team match. Uh, Bad Dude, Tito, and TMDK, which is Jonah, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Haste uh, against the United Empire, Empire, which is Aaron Hanare, Jeff Cobb, Cobb, Kyle Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis. The guy who stole your name, Mark Davis. Mark Davison. God damn him. Um, So, yeah. it's I don't know how long until it's free, but get on there and watch it. It's on their YouTube. It's free, three hours. Capital Collision, NJPW. you Did can't say go Leo wrong. Rush was one of the announcers? Yes, commentary by Leo, Leo, Alex Kozlov, Ian Ooh, Riccoboni, Alex Koslov, my boy. Uh, Alex Kozlov used to be in the WWE. Yeah, and Leo Rush. Leo Rush, he, he quit, he came back, back. He, quished, he quit, he came He's back. He's cleared. Well, his voice doesn't have to deal with all the injuries that come with wrestling. <laughs> Hopefully not. That have taken him out of, <laughs> in and out of retirement four fucking times. Well, he's doing it for his kids, you know? he got to make sure he doesn't get hurt so he goes back to wrestling. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Back. We've already gone. Uh, this is again our. We keep going longer and longer by a few minutes. Yeah, I don't I know could if that's a good thing it. or a bad thing. Uh, we'll try to bring it down a little bit. We'll try to keep it up more. Uh, thank you for joining us. Remember to follow us. We live tweet with Raw 
and Dynamite and SmackDown, Smackdown and, and Rampage. And uh, and the pay-per-view and premium live events as well. premium live events. Follow us on at CAW Wrestling Pod on, on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Find um, all of our links at coffeeandwrestling.com. Thank you. And also follow me on Twitter. I'm at a bacon party. I am at Gunk Dudley. And that'll do it for tonight. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on our next episode. Extreme rules next week. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to say.